1: This episode of Inside Golf Podcast is brought to you by rickrungood.com. Now is an incredible time to sign up. Golf season is in high gear. The PGA Championship at Oak Hill. I'll be there tomorrow. Already coming up in a month. It is going to be here before you know it. And the Heritage this coming week, another elevated event. We added a ton of new statistical inputs for model building. There are a ton of new tools. Plus, all of my premium content and written work I do Three articles a week over there, a very in-depth course breakdown, fantasy golf rankings for every week, my final DFS thoughts every Wednesday, where I run through ownership, weather, core plays. I would highly recommend checking it out before you build any lineups. So sign up today using promo code Andy. That is the important part. If you want to help me out, you can just type that in under the coupon code section, and we would love to have you as part of the team. All right. Coming up on this podcast, calling in live from Hilton Head, my good friend Kyle Hewitt. To recap the Masters, uh, the Masters quite literally just ended. I have a ton to talk about. We discuss Rom, Phil, implications for Liv, Brooks, Spieth. Um, I'm bursting with takes. So excited to talk through some of this with my good pal Kyle. Without further ado, let's bring him on. All right, Kyle Hute is here. We just finished the Masters literally a second ago. We hit record right as Rom was walking off the eighteenth career. You were calling in live from Hilton Head, I believe, right?
2: I am I am live from Hilton Head. Uh, I was, you know, lucky enough to get a a you know ticket to the Masters last week where I completely kind of changed. My whole week. I, I think, as you know, as we talked about, I always do the RBC. So that was that was the plan. I was going to fly down here next week. And then my dad texted me, you know, what are the chances you can change your flight? I have a ticket to the Masters. And I said, well, if I can't change my flight, I'll walk to uh, Hilton Head <laughs> from, from Hoboken. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm 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 in Hilton Head. I I got one more week down here. This is kind of like my my big vacation uh, of the year. So I was off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Posting, enjoying the Masters. Was was there Wednesday? You know, I'll I'll if you want to ask about that. I'll, I'll, I was going to say, do you, s- do you want to
1: do you want to start there real quick? Because you were telling me right before we started recording, we were talking about Phil and you were like man i actually saw him on the range and he was bombing drive so talk tell me a little bit about what that was like for you wednesday just real quick and then we'll circle back obviously and talk about rom and the completion of the tournament and do a full recap
2: yeah i mean i like i i've explained it to a few people like i tried to you know kind of play my cool and like pretend like you know oh like this is just usual stuff but i I walked in there, and I was like a kid in a candy shop. I was like, I was overwhelmed. It was you know incredibly beautiful. And you know, you don't have your phone. you don't really have it it's it's just kind of your appreciating the course. so once you once you get in, it's like you, you don't even you don't even kind of realize like where you are anymore. It's like its own little world. It's like somewhat secluded. There's a walk-in. And then once you get on the ground, it's like everywhere you look, you know, total beauty. I think one of the biggest things that stood out to me, it's hard to like, like everybody always says like it's only fairway. Like it's like, there's no, there's like no rough, but like it's hard to like actually imagine that like a course where there's really no fairway and it's crazy. It's like the thinnest grass in the world. And even the quote unquote rough is, I don't know, maybe like an inch, an inch and a half thick. And it's everything is, you know, it doesn't look like golfers have played there before everything's pristine condition. And it, it was, it was awesome, man. It was, it was a, it was a once in a lifetime experience though. So. I followed the guys that I I wanted to play in DFS. Yeah, like, who'd, so you end like up, who'd you
1: end up seeing? Because I think we both had a pretty great week overall. I mean, outside of the big ROM outright hit for me, a lot of the guys that you and I were talking about the week of, like a 3% Fitzpatrick and Sahith and... I think you were way heavier too on like Brooks than I was. I didn't play any Brooks and Cam Young, who I also faded. So you, I know you were in the mix. I mean, oh, you, you had, I mean, you were thinking about it there for a minute. You were, you were in the mix for a milli. I
2: was, I was, I was, when Sahith was at six under, I was in a hundred something place and I was 35 back. I text, I think I texted you. Of a, of a million. So Sahith so went nuclear today. He he shot five under and I, I, fucking I, love I, that, I, I dude I'll he's
1: gonna hat. win a masters.
2: I'll, I'll tip my hat to you because on the pod uh last week you, you, you mentioned him and you got me thinking about him. You you were you were saying he's wild off the tee. Like why not? And he's kind of a magician. He's kind of a like as you saw on sixteen. Today, Super good your that, that shot he hit on sixteen was was Tiger esque. I mean, I'm never going to yeah. say it's better than the Tiger moment, but that was a sick fucking shot he hit on. He hit on sixteen. Sadly, he bogeys he bogeys seventeen, and then I and then he birdie, and then he you know he he finishes at minus five. So that took away a lot of the finishing points, which I which I kind of needed this week. And then Cam Young. Same thing, but I I will say I would never have. It, it, so it's it's kind of twofold. There was a lot of guys I got myself on because I was at the practice round. I had a thirty-one percent six to six rate this week, and I had thirty percent Zalatoris because I followed Zalatoris who was playing with Cam Young for seven holes. I and played he a
1: looked, lot of Zalatoris.
2: He looked still. fine, dude. He looked fine. I was I actually I actually like uh, Sal had a Discord, and I, I get I think I mentioned some good picks on it, but I told like I was like. Oh, yeah, like, don't worry about the outdoors. <laughs> like, he's fine and fucking withdraws the next morning. I'm like, oh my God, this guy, guy probably hates me. Like, but I also, one of the guys I talked about and one of the guys that uh, I turned on, like, got me turned on to was Cam Young, dude. When I was following him, the first three holes, you know, he par- or he went off, he went off the back nine. So, which is one of the cooler spots actually to be watching golf yeah. shots from Augusta. If you're at the bottom of 11, um, you get to see the shots into 11, which is a really cool second shot and a tough green. Uh, and then the 12th hole, I think, this is just such an underrated, like, cool shot to watch golf shots. It's like, yeah, uh, and an underratingly terrifying tee shot, I think, especially when the wind winds blowing and you're in contention on a Sunday. But so Cam Young goes par. He goes par on 10. He goes par on 11. He sticks one to three feet on 12. He birdies 12. He is the only guy in the practice round that I see get to 13 green. It, it, he nukes his drive off the tee. He huge hits the distance shot. to apex guy. Huge, huge apex, huge <laughs> apex guy. Uh, and, and he, uh, it's funny. I'm standing like next to, you're always standing next to people and nobody, everybody's enjoying like watching stuff because nobody can film anything. And I'm his second shot on 13 there in the practice round. I thought this was funny. You know, he hit his drive 350, whatever it is. He must have had a six iron in. And he hits it, and I look at my dad, and I was like, that kind of sounded chunky. And my dad, the ball lands 10 feet from the hole, and my dad's like, yeah, nice call, man, really chunky that one was. And I was just just thought that was funny. But that going to the practice round turned me on to him. There, I, you know, I watched a little Fitzpatrick, who actually didn't really look that sharp. I ended up not playing him, and he was a good DFS play. You know, when conditions get tough, he just always seems to find his way to sneak up. So... Followed Phil. Phil was, uh, there was some really cool practice round parents as well. Um, so Tom Kim played with Tiger or no Tom Kim played with Scotty, uh, Bernard Langer and Sam Burns was the foursome that one we were following for a little, which was a really cool one. That's so savage. Um, I love that. Uh, Reed was playing with DJ, and i had I actually had like somewhat of a conversation with DJ, which was really funny, which just made me play more of him, which was a horrible decision cause what did like, DJ end up finishing? That, just
1: I'm actually he was like curious plus it,
2: five. it
1: doesn't It doesn't really matter because there was I don't think there was anything those guys would do. But I have like fifteen different bets with random people on Twitter about Rory Rom combined more money in the masters than DJ cam. And so I'm pretty sure ROM's 3.5 oh. million as it uh, covered over those guys. But what were, what did DJ and cam end up finishing like somewhere in the thirties?
2: Yeah, I think DJ was like five over. Maybe he had a horrible Saturday. He hit a, uh, I, so the, the the last thing I'll say about the practice round, he hit a fairway wood or, or a hybrid so, Reed, Reed, excuse me, he was playing his practice round with Reed right when the par three contest started, which I thought was kind of funny. Like, just that said everything you needed to say in terms of like everybody was going to the par three. They were going and then, you know, playing when kind of nobody was really on the course. I didn't go over to the par three. I just wanted to enjoy the course. Yeah. I feel like as a first timer, like, maybe if I ever go again, that'll be something I do. But I, I wanted to see as much of a Augusta National as I could I definitely
1: and- enjoyed the Rory Poppy content for sure. I'm not going to lie. That one did melt my heart a little bit. But oh, I think yeah. that's probably what I would have done too. If I had one day there, I would not, I would spend all of it on the golf course. 100%. Yeah. yeah.
2: And we were there until they kicked us out. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was really awesome. I was there with my dad and brother, which, which made it great. But, so Reed, Reed and, Reed and uh, DJ went off one and, uh, you know, Reed hits driver, hits one straight down the center of the fairway and, and DJ pulls a hybrid or fairway wood. I, I, I couldn't tell which one it was and hits it 30 yards past Reed. Uh, and, you know, DJ, I, I'm literally standing right next to DJ on the, on the, on the, on the box. And I, you know, I make the comment that you, you know, you hit that hybrid further than I've ever hit any club in my bag. Before and he he chuckled and he he goes well is that saying much about your golf game and I said <laughs> I said no it's 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 not <laughs> and, he, and 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 him and I were laughing a little bit so yeah, I thought that was pretty funny that was a pretty cool moment uh, he was playing with Reed I, I I didn't give Reed any uh never, never uh, split um, up got,
1: the aces man the aces I know, the, aces, aces, the aces, aces roll together man the aces fucking roll together who was uh, Phil Dander, playing with too by the uh, way.
2: Uh, oh phil oh god that's i know he was stealing. playing with hv hv3, HV3. okay because i know i know his
1: uh, fellow high flyers steel and and tringali and and other uh, folks of those sorts were uh were probably not in attendance yeah hv3 actually that was kind of a disappointment for me he was a did he make the cut? I don't even think, I think he, he, did. he did. He did make I the cut. I think he did. Yeah.
2: yeah. So Phil was hitting the ball really well. And the last, uh, the, the Phil thing I'll tell you that, that I was telling you before we went on is I've been to, this is the third major championship I've been to.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Ball to straw 2007, Phil winner. Oof. P- PGA two years ago at Kiowa, oh Phil my Mickelson God. winner. So I made the joke to my dad, like I should throw a bet. And I, of course I didn't fucking do it, but I was like, oh, I should throw a bet or like something on Phil. And he was like, yeah, like Phil always seems to play well at these tournaments where he fucking finishes third with no form. And that's what we were talking about, which was so crazy.
1: I was going to say, do you want to do Phil first or do you want to do Rom? I feel like we might. Okay, let's do well to-
2: Let's yeah, you're, you're calm.
1: Let's do, let's do Phil. Cause we're already on here. I mean, the guy is an Ozempics ad. He's just like, he literally is like going with heroin chic this year. He loses like 50 pounds. He looks like Skeletor. I'm watching with my mom. She's like, <laughs> he looks like it. He looks like a shell of a human being. And yet I thought him just being involved in this tournament was like the most fun subplot That I mean, realistically, the people, the broadcast was trying to make an effort to say that Phil and speed had a legitimate chance to win this tournament. Like I was tracking on data golf, the entire tournament, like speed never had more than a 1% chance to win this tournament. I think Phil maybe at one point had like a 4% chance to win this tournament, but I just thought him being around was incredibly, incredibly engaging and, and interesting and compelling. I mean, there's a million different stats. I wrote a few of them down. This is his first top 10 in 26 worldwide starts. <laughs> I mean, what he's the second guy since Sam Sneed to finish in the top three in four different decades. I mean, all these guys out there, there's not a guy over thirty five on the first page of the leaderboard, and he's two decades older than those guys. He matches his career low score in one hundred and fourteen rounds at Augusta. The one thing that I was the, the one thing that I was curious about is, why didn't we get a clubhouse interview? Do you think that was his choice, or do you think that was? Augusta's choice or CBS's choice so uh, I was dying for a clubhouse interview he's the leader in the fucking clubhouse when have we not seen a clubhouse interview for the leader in the fucking clubhouse
2: yeah yeah and so the only thing that uh, leads me to believe it was a filth thing was my dad told me there was an article that came out about the master's dinner and said that he was very quiet during yep. the dinner yeah. And that maybe it, maybe he look, I mean, he like people forget, I mean, you know, you always make the joke. I'm young enough to remember when Phil won the PGA championship two years ago. And, and it was one of the, and you, and you've said this before. And I think people that know golf, regardless of what they think, say this about Phil, It's one of the greatest achievements in, in, in golf, in major championship history, what, what he yes. did. He also became, I believe the oldest player to top 10. Or top five, the Masters. He did is, is a stat he just he just did as well. So it's it's crazy and and um, he he fell from grace and he he dug himself into a hole. He said things he shouldn't have said. He got caught on a hot mic, but he has been crucified, crucified. And he is you know too, he's a god in the golf world. I mean he he's a top you know what would you put him because I, you know golf better than I am. What what number golfer in the world is he all time? greatest he's, right he, right now.
1: He's like the ninth greatest golfer of all time.
2: Right. And it's, it's crazy. And, and the, you know, to, he was, I think the finish was, he was very emotional. He made the putt on 18. He was fist bumping, dude. He, he was, he was, I think he was going out and sending a message. I, I said on the spaces, my call, my live call, uh, which happened to be like decently, right. But not as good as Phil is. I said, Reed is going to go out there and he's, he's going to put, I said, he's going to play extremely well. I did the best ball stuff. I got twenty five through, which I guess is beating the field. And Patrick Reed was my highest exposure because people don't people hated him. Nobody drafted him, whatever. But he um, is—he just seemed like a guy where the chip, like these. We we put this chip on these live players' shoulder. Cam Smith Mm -hmm. before before the tournament said, "We like we have to go out. We hear what people are saying. We don't play a real golf tour. We don't play real competition. It's three rounds. It's not a real." thing and, and and sad you know I, i'm not a big live guy but to their defense what they get the two three four finisher two three four finish in in the yeah. in the masters it's 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 hard to not say it was a win win of a week for live
1: do you, you feel know? like no a hundred percent agree do you feel like because i'm curious was there was there talk of it like on the grounds on wednesday did you notice people like talking about live like because i always am like Man, I feel like us in our little Twitter bubble overrate so much how much actually people know and care about Liv. And I I almost wonder if like when it comes to Augusta and the Masters, like are half the people that are there to half the people even like know that Phil and DJ left? Like were people actually, did you feel an audible discussion surrounding the Liv players amongst people on the grounds?
2: I felt there was talk of it, but I will say there was no animosity towards any of the players. People were cheering for people like, like there's a crowd of people that still fucking love Phil Nicholson. Like regardless of what, what he does, he, he, again, like you said, ninth best player of all time. Like he, especially around Augusta, three green jackets, right. People like, like, like Phil and he, and uh, you know, he's a polarizing presence. So, I think like, like I've got like, there's certain people like, like Reed, I'm sure people don't like, you know, aren't dying to go out and, 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 and and rush to, you know, root on, but like, you know, Brooks was very respectable. Cam Smith was, seemed to be like a guy I watched. I watched a decent amount of the crowd liked him. He was playing into the crowd's hands. He was skipping balls off the 16th water, which is a pretty cool kind of little tradition they do during the practice rounds as they, as they, they go on the 16th and they, Skip their ball across the water rather than right. hit it. Rom, Rom actually sick like sick sickly enough has hold that shot before, which is like insane. I, know, I remember um, yeah. you know Corey Connors actually hold it, which was which was pretty funny. When we were there, he hit an incredible skip shot. Um, but like yeah, the lip guys, you know, they were I, I think they were just keeping their heads slightly, slightly down and just kind of doing their thing. And you know, people knew I think what the deal was. I think there was there was definitely talks of of of, of the other tour, you know, for, for cause I'm, I'm not calling it live. No, I'm just kidding. But there's talks of the other tour, other tour. And, um, but again, I, I didn't, I don't think it was a negative, uh, overtone
1: a hundred percent. It's unequivocally in my I And I said this before the majors, I said what live needs is they need relevance from their players on a big stage. And I think that they got it this week. I mean, we can talk about Brooks. We'll get to Brooks soon. There's a lot to talk about with Brooks. I found his performance today and everything that was going on with his performance today and Cantlay and the pace of play. There's just a lot of meat on that bone that I'm interested to talk about with you. But I put out a poll on Twitter right before we went hot because I was curious. This is a genuine question. And I said, Do live ratings actually improve because of Brooks and Phil playing well at the Masters. And now it's got over 500 votes, I guess, in the last 30 minutes. But 18% said yes, 46% said no. And I gave an option of who cares, which got 36%. (laughs) So, you know, do you think that... Phil and Brooks playing well at the masters brings more eyeballs to the live events, because I'm actually, I find that question fascinating.
2: I think it will bring more eyeballs to live. And I, I don't think like, so I don't necessarily know how the ratings actually angle of it works. Like if it's, if ratings is just like more viewership is, is better then I, I can't see it. I can't see it making them left. Like I can't see it, not bringing them more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like these guys just, you know, like I said before, and it's it's crazy to say again, you know, Brooks finishes two or Brooks and Brooks and Bill tie for two and read read four. And, you know, there was other live guys who who were respectable. Um,
1: Neiman was Neiman was kind of a little yeah, bit and he then was. he kind of went away on Sunday. But he was he was he popped his head out a couple of times. Even Gooch and Mito were like were popping their head out a little bit. And I guess they faded over the weekend. But a lot of them made the cut.
2: 12 of 20 right and yeah you know, people a lot of people on thursday were were another you know i'm using the same word but i think it, it's the right word with 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 the live there was a lot of heat you know kevin nah which which was actually pretty funny you Now he that was like, great. he was like <laughs> he was like four over after six and he was gone he was like i'm done i'm, <laughs> I'm out of here so that was that was pretty funny and, and there were some pretty good tweets about that but yeah after day one like the live guys like didn't play well day one like actually like if they because i saw a tweet that was like oh like look at how shit the live guys are basically and it's so funny because i think you're similar to me in the sense that it's crazy what recency bias does in the golf world right it's it's insane and and the perfect example before i go into this is is rom right i mean rom if you ask people five weeks ago if five weeks ago who was winning the after masters.
1: Thursday at Bay Hill. If you ask anyone in the world, who's the unequivocal best player in the world right now. I mean, he entered the masters winning five of his last 12 starts and was the third favorite
2: S- second highest price. And he was squeezed. He was squeezed. Like I, he was one of my favorite DFS plays because of that. Oh yeah. Um, And it just like, and the, the, to, to, to you know, people who I think, uh, our weather or whether what you know follow the DFS stuff like like we do like he came out of the bad wing right so he you know Brooks Again. I saw Bear off Bearoff tweeted uh you know like something about because because Rom um, Rom uh, did get what I thought was a lucky break on twelve I mean he hit it basically into the bush and it rolled out I mean granted it was downhill and like you know it should it should roll down but he hit it directly into the bush like it easily to my my perspective could have just like been in the bush and like not like he couldn't have done anything the ball rolls out he makes par and i think bear off tweeted like people forget that people saying you know uh rom got lucky when brooks played in a dome the first two days which right. i thought was actually a great tweet because he, he he had he was like the first guy he was literally like the first or second group off on friday which was the day where everybody was worried about the weather and wanting to get their rounds in so he was totally in at 1200
1: 100 no, percent. and it was what it ended up being like a stroke and a half Advantage. I mean, this yeah. is the same reason I was defending JT's win at the PGA. Everyone was like, "Mito completely collapsed," and I was like, "Yeah, that's part of the story." But Mito also got the great wave, and JT got the shit wave, and yeah. that's what happened again with Rom too. And and honestly, I mean, I was watching. I was watching with my girlfriend. And she's like, "Oh my god, he's such a big teddy bear." And I'm like, "He's actually like <laughs> a really like disconcerting presence most of the time." I thought he was incredibly composed. I was shocked yes. with how, I mean, he just seemed so in control. And I was texting with a couple of people. I was texting with you. I was texting with Kobe a lot because he had a big bet on Rom too. And I was like, man, Rom is just playing like really smart tactical golf right now. And he's not making mistakes. And I thought there were a couple like really tough shots that he executed really well. Like I remember it was coming up to twelve and i was like as that tee shot on 12 happened and you know it too cuz you were there in the practice rounds i was like this shot is so fucking important and he just played straight to the middle of the green hit it literally an inch from where he was aimed i mean the ball did not even move in the air and there were just a lot of those like even his even his approach shot on 13 i thought was really smart like that was a good mess obviously i think people are going to remember the approach on 14 i mean that was just absolutely artisanal but was that the one
2: was that the one sorry for interrupting was that the one out of the rough yes um the right side he missed the right right side he was almost behind a tree but like not completely behind Correct. the tree he ha- yeah that and was he, had and to, he put he the had side spin it. yeah oh, oh, oh my god it just god. right down to it just kept going towards the hole too and I'm i was so like shy. i
1: not to play body language doctor but i i was like really curious to just like watch how it seemed like he was interacting with things only because of the dichotomy about how frustrated Brooks looked with the slow play. And I get it. Listen, there was nowhere to go, but still, I mean, I know how fast Brooks plays. Rom's a pretty fast player himself. And I mean, they were poor. Ath was tweeting this too. He was like, I just came off the course. I cannot tell you how slow they are moving right now. This is one of the slowest final rounds of the Masters. I mean, we scheduled this for seven thirty Eastern, thinking that the broadcast would end at four. I mean, it barely got in, and I gotta tip my cap to Rom because I think that he. I made a semi joke on Twitter about how uh, Cantley gave Rom the giant assist because of how he iced Brooks. But, you know, both of those guys had to deal with waiting on every single shot. They waited on every single shot for 18 holes of golf.
2: The, every their single second, fucking it, shot. Yeah. It started on the second hole. There was a big backup on the second hole. Like I, that, that par five was taking them forever to tee off. It, they, they had like a five minute delay and, and there was two groups, like the group of four ROMS group was backed up on the tee on two At the same time, Rahm and Brooks got to the second tee. Right, that was just a clusterfuck. To like, from like to your point, from the second hole on, they were they were clustered up. Like, I don't know how that happened. I don't know if it was if it was slow. Like, I guess it has to be slow play. Maybe sending the like two, maybe sending them off in in two pairs. Um, Yeah,
1: I'm um, I'm, I'm holding Sam Bennett accountable as well. No idea if he actually played a factor in that, but. Batois hasn't been removed on him, as Tron would say. He's definitely culpable in these situations as well. And yeah, I mean, there's literally no way to know. I mean, this is a small part of the equation, right? Like there are a million reasons why Brooks is not blameless in this scenario. I thought he was terrible off the tee, which was confusing to me because I thought he hit some great tee shots earlier in the week. But all I can say is that he looked noticeably Flustered and frustrated. And again, how much is that can't lay and the waiting on every shot versus him being frustrated with his game? Like, we'll never know. But all we can do is put the pieces of the puzzle together and talk about the facts with Brooks, where it's like this guy has a history where you can kind of ice him, right? Like, Phil talked about all the gamesmanship that he pulled with Brooks at that final round in the PGA where he was he was playing a lot slower and being a lot more deliberate and it felt like rom they were in a situation that i don't think was ideal for either player and i think rom just handled it so much better
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
2: So, the two two things, one one back to a ROM shot I forgot to mention
0: that I think we should talk.
2: I thought the it, it was it was a subtle but big shot. Thirteen, he goes up. He just he just gets up and down on twelve. or not, yeah, he just hits the shot. You said on twelve, middle of the green, he makes par. He hailed hit his drive on 13. Oh, oh my God. God. That was he had so a six nice. Iron, he had a six iron into the into the into the green. And, yeah. and that, that so like, like my, with, I watch it with my dad. I always watch Madison with my dad. And he was saying like, you think he's going to hit three with you? Like, what do you think? He, and I was like, I think he's going to hit the driver. He goes up and just smashes it. So I thought that was, that was pretty cool. Um, but, but but to segue back to what we were just talking about and something I wanted to get your point of view on, um, we were talking, you were talking about Rom's mental. I thought, Brooks and maybe this was because it was so jammed up was oddly friendly and smiley early in the round with Ron, which I don't think I've ever seen Brooks yeah. on a Sunday when norm, my normal, and and maybe part of it's he's ha- like legitimately happy to be playing the golf again. He seems like he's actually healthy yes. for the first time in a while, which I think is a good thing for the golf world as a whole. Like he is a fucking beast. Like, I mean, you know, 2017, 2018, uh, and part of the reason I even played him in DFS is because he, it, there is just, there's, there's a guy like, you know, it's almost a joke, right? Like what doesn't matter his form. And and I think it like, it got to the point where it was like, okay, like, yeah, he sucked or he didn't play well really last year. Um, but, uh, you know, he, there was a point in time where nobody wanted to fade him for, for two years where no, where everybody, oh, it's a major. We're betting Brooks because yeah. who else can win this tournament? Um, he's a four-time major champion. If he got to five, the list, the list, I didn't even realize the list, the the, the guys who have five, like that list is iconic. It's like 10 guys.
1: Yeah. And and it's, 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 he elevates himself. If he won this week, Brooks is like a top. If he wins this week, there's an argument to be made that he is like, has a better career than Rory. I mean, it, it, Rory has so many more PGA tour wins where it's like, what's a better career. A guy with, five majors and 10 total wins or a guy with four majors and 35 total wins and it's like well how many where how many regular PGA tour wins do you think equal major is it five is it 10 is it fit like we can have that debate but there was a lot at stake in this masters like historically if you're into like the nerdy historical stuff and even with rom too i think rom getting his second major at 28, 27, 28 immediately puts him on pace. Like this elevates Rom into a top 50 player of all time. If he drop dead tomorrow with two majors and what 16 worldwide wins. Like, so there was a lot at st- And I'm not even talking about if Phil or speed, maybe even had a chance there too. Or, right? if, so-
2: or if Brooks or if Brooks, when I was, re- I was hearing, he would have been the yep. youngest player to five majors since <laughs> Tiger woods. That was, that was the stat. So that would have been crazy as, as, as well. So, um, you're right. There was a lot of kind of subplots, you know, and, and I mean, if Phil put on the green jacket, that would have broken the golf Twitter, broken it, broken it,
1: (laughs) If, If Phil wins the green jacket. And I wasn't even on Twitter when Tiger won the 2019 masters, but if Phil won this year, it it's, it's close, man.
2: Yeah. And like tigers
1: in his own league. I get it. But if Phil won this match, I mean, I was, again, I never for once, I actually thought it was like a pretty stress-free back nine last two and a half hours for ROM that the broadcast did like a pretty good job of pumping drama into, but like, as soon as ROM hit the tee shot on twelve. I did not. I was not worried for the last two hours, honestly. Yeah, and then
2: and then I texted you on the th- after thirteen, and he put one just over the green, and he, he, I was saying exactly what you were saying. I'm um, I'm only saying it because because I was thinking the exact. You texted me if he gets up and down from here, it's like it's, it's over. It's and done. that was a four shot lead with with.
1: Four to play, five to and play, a par, right? and a par
2: five, so and a par was...
1: five coming up. And they were yeah. doing, so, I, you like, I, I'm listening to the broadcast and I'm tracking it on Data Golf, and they're doing such a good job of saying these guys with literally 0.3% chance of winning <laughs> the tournament have a chance. But no, I thought that this was a really compelling Masters, especially compared to like just thinking about the last time I sat down with a lot of expectations to a golf tournament wasn't that long ago. It was the players. And I was bored to tears watching Sunday at the players. And I thought that even this masters compared to the last, honestly, the last three masters. Like I thought this was more compelling than Scheffler last year. There was some interesting stuff with Hideki's year, just because Xander felt like he had that chance for a second. Uh. But all of the subplots, going, yeah, all of the subplots going on with this one, with the live guys, with speeth, with Ron, with Brooks and Phil, like delivered, just completely delivered on all parts. And I thought the course played pretty damn well, too, for how much fucking rain it got earlier in the week. Like it was enjoyable to watch them hit golf shots on this course. And I know that they, you know, they've got the sub air and everything, but man, that tournament I mean, that course got, that area got a fuck ton of rain and the course still had some bite to it today.
2: Yeah, it was wet. It was damp Wednesday during the practice round, right? Like people, people had said that the the area had got a lot of rain, like weeks leading up to the masters, you know, the, the, the sub air, you know, take a shot every time somebody says sub air, that'd be, that'd be a good drinking game at the masters, but they, you know, they do have the ability to control that course incredibly well but to your point like saturday it was just it was it was like so wet and dude 18 i I don't know if i texted you or if i was talking to Kirshner about this 18 was playing like 600 yards on saturday into the into the rain like guys were hitting like cam young i think was one of the furthest drives and he hit it like 254 yards on on 18 on saturday so uh it was there were some holes where i was like you know be you follow guys and for dfs like uh you're just like par this hole just par this hole there's so many holes like that this week i felt like where i was just like happy with my guy walking away with a par just because i knew how hard the hole was playing so we uh, have the
1: do we have the winning millie maker lineup
2: i can i can get it i can get it i think i i think i had like fucking
1: for the 15, right? I can ask yeah. Kobe for... Kobe played I, 150
2: or whatever it was. I did 115. Um, I only did one in the 100. What I'm going fucking...
1: to be irrationally angry if Russell Henley's in that lineup.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think he... Uh, it's 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 actually... God, I hope it was Phil. So it's it's Rom, Hovland, Reed, Kepka, Kirk. Fucking... No,
1: Phil. God no damn. Fail.
2: God, I, and I had I, so my, my best lineup was Rom. I'm just looking at the side by side. It sucks. Rom, Cam Young, same start. Rose, Fleetwood, fuck me. Fleetwood was, Fleetwood was, I, I Fleetwood was a guy I thought was going to finish top 20. Kind of fell You ended up,
1: Min, Me Too. I was disappointed by Fleetwood. You and then up, Brooks. Man, and you Sahez. ended up more than Mish, Min cashing though in the
2: Millie, right? I would imagine. Yeah. I, i i mean i didn't make that much money this week i it was like 100 200 bucks i literally the 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 zalatoris 30 percent would would withdraw like killed dude my yeah. single entry my single entry was thick and it had it had zalatoris it was five of six with, with zalatoris in it like um so that that's yeah I, I, think well. mine was, but,
1: I think mine was rom Cantley zalatoris sahith
2: uh, Sahith was a great call, man. That was a that was a great that was a great call. Yeah, Fitzpat-
1: I think it was Fitzpatrick Sahith Kidiyama who also I think missed the cut.
2: But, so um, the hundred dollar the hundred dollar winner here is. Let's see if it's any different. It is different. Uh, Rom Spieth Neiman. Wow, this is crazy uh brooks gooch reed so one Ah, gooch love that (laughs) four live four live guys in the in the hundred dollar melee that's interesting
1: so four live guys are in the winning lineup for the hundred dollar melee that is that's something to put in your notes for yeah for oak hill and i mean i'm going to oak hill in a day i'm excited to see what the weather's like uh i'm not gonna play it's like a, I would get to go to a cocktail party basically but i should see the course a little bit and talk to some of the guys that are there checking on how the course is getting prepared every single day i'm excited to get a bunch of the members takes but um i think like if my takeaway is anything and augusta is probably a little bit different because a bunch of the guy a bunch of the live guys that played well at augusta where guys that have incredible histories at Augusta, yeah. be it Phil, Bill
2: Reed. Patrick,
1: Reed, and they're not going to have that benefit at Oak Hill. So the playing field is going to be a lot more leveled. But, like, man, and I'll listen, I got a lot of things right this week. I got a fair amount of things wrong too. Like, I will gladly take a lap and put hand up Mia Culpa as one of the guys that was like, yo, Orange County National is like the furthest thing from Augusta national, from a golf course perspective, then I can think of the agronomy is different. You have these like weird, like grainy Bermuda greens, like all these different grasses that have nothing to do with the agronomy that you're going to see at Augusta. It's like narrow in some spots. Like I can't even, it doesn't even look like guys are hitting. Like I was just like, yo, this is like the exact opposite golf course that I would want to play as preparation for Augusta. And I don't know how many times Phil or Patrick Reed have flown down and played practice rounds to Augusta in the last couple of months. It, I I I guess it's not like an insane amount, but I, I think going forward for the masters, at least like some of these guys, especially the ones with the course history, the guys with the lifetime exemptions, you got to take them probably a little bit more seriously, huh?
2: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, I think that I think that maybe it's 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 there were certain guys that I thought would I thought would do I thought would do it. I, I couldn't say I thought Phil was going to do it. And to your point, you're right; he has incredible Augusta history. So I, you know, wouldn't be shocked to see him not show as well in the other majors. And he's just you know not like in the prime of his career anymore. But he, again, look, I mean, the guy's now popped up twice in the in you know majors in the past three years that he probably yeah. you know. He, he had no business winning. I still think it's one of the craziest, craziest things that he, he won on that course, um, in those conditions and, 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 and all of those things. But yeah, I mean, right. It's, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to not, it's hard not to, I think there was, and, and right. I, I was one of the people, I think that I played a lot of live guys, but I didn't necessarily, I did that more from the game theory perspective.
1: Right. Than I did like I played co- like Gooch confidence. and Nito. Yeah.
2: I yeah. did that more from the game theory than I did from a confidence that they would perform well. I mean, again, uh, there was a few exceptions there, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think it'll bump their ownership in the next, in the next oh, million. Phil's going to be, be May, overvalued May. as shit. At Okay. Yeah. The, so I think that there's going to be, be some of that. I, you know, there was, there was some lo- very low prices for some live players, uh, that I was, I was surprised with regardless of, of, of everything considered. One thing I wanted to, if I can, if I can change the subject slightly, course, I won't, please. It was something I, I've been trying to, I've been like, I guess, I guess I've, I haven't been tracking it to be honest, but it's been something I've been thinking about more when I'm playing DFS. Like, what do you think of like when a guy with no? So another thing I loved about Degallo, and again, this is the prime example and maybe, maybe this just happens to be the case. I've been looking at like who guys are playing with. So like Degallo was a debut, right. D- but Degallo was playing with Patrick who's a master's champion like do you ever look like i I don't know how much there is to that but like on a course like again like augusta where there's any any sort of thing to that even like tom kim playing his practice rounds with tiger woods and then and then bernard langer and then scotty scheffler those are three different master's champions he's playing with like there's got to be something to see note like the shots from the course from the from guys who know the course even if you don't because i'm going to follow your lead like Like if I'm Tom Kim and I'm, you know, I'm seeing Tiger Woods just hit the shot to, you know, whatever. This is where he played it. Like, and I haven't played this course before. Well, fuck, I'm going to probably play it the same way he did. Um, so I was just curious if you, if you, if you like, if you, if that's something you think holds any value,
1: I think I'm going to pay more attention to it next year with the practice rounds. I think, I don't know if I care as much in terms of pairings for the actual tournament, because I think everyone's kind of like in their own zone once the tournament starts. But in terms of practice rounds, I think that's something to monitor and a really good point, especially at Augusta. And like, yeah, I mean, all those guys, Tom Kim ended up making the
2: cut, right? I think he was two under, dude, or one under. Like, he finished pretty well. Yeah. Um, So he
1: finished like... Scrolling down the leaderboard here. I mean, do you have any speed takes? Speed's the one guy in the top five that we haven't really talked about. Speed finished T4. There were moments where it looked like, I mean, he was in. I mean, I think the closest he got was within three or four. But any speed takes, I'll be again, hand up, total fade, 0% speed this week. Just didn't play him at that ownership can't say I'm shocked that he top five did the masters. It's short and But I was hoping for like a t twenty two out of him, which is what it looked like It was going to be for much of the week. And he ended up having a awesome Sunday where he shoots six hundred bar
2: yeah, it's it's like I think he played great, like? Right? All things considered. Like he had a bad day. and it was Saturday, and it was during probably the toughest conditions. He also had a really bad round one. He had a chance to really post like a six, six under. And I'm pretty sure he doubled the par one of the par fives. Um, and he made some very questionable decisions in that process of doubling the par five, where I think Greller was like, literally trying to pull him off the shots and he gave him the, you know, like this one's on me, Mike. And then he, and then he like hit the ball and he, he double bogeyed that hole. But yeah, I mean like, right. as He's hitting the ball really well. Like, What's so funny about Spieth is I feel like when when I was younger, he was this guy who wasn't as great of a ball striker, was so good around the green and got hot with his putter, or excuse me, and had a hot putter. Now he seems to be this guy who ball strikes incredibly well and still good around the green, but like it's putter is just kind of like hot or cold and it, it's going to depend, you know, how his putter is in terms of his performance,
1: which is what um, GT's turned into too, where it's like, the guy is just totally crippled by his putter so much of the time. And, and it, at least like speed has that upside where there's like tournaments where he's like a top three putter in the world. But yeah, I, I totally, I, I'm on the same page with you hundred percent on him.
2: Yeah. And then I think Morikawa, another top 10 in a major, I mean, you know, I'm a huge Morikawa guy, like under the yeah. radar. Well, he's winning, radar, he's
1: winning the heritage, which we'll talk about for a bit at the end, but love it. Love yeah. it.
2: Love it. Also, like the funny thing, one more heritage little nut when I Spieth last year lost two and a half strokes putty when he when he won when he won heritage, which is pretty nuts. Which
1: is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Which is ridiculous. And he had like a terrible iron week coming in after the Masters and then ends up winning the heritage. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm just looking down the leaderboard real quick now. If I gave you Cam Young, Hovland, and Cantley, who wins a major first?
2: Oh wow! I want to say Cam Young, and the only the only caveat would be I do, and I'm not just say like I will just say this. I, I like Cam chances at at, at uh, LACC this year. So okay. I like if there if there was a if there was a place where but Cam I like, like Cam Young's chances him. at Oak Hill at, at Oak Hill. Yeah. So <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say to you and I like um, my I'll, so my follow up to that is walking away from the masters who is your first non like top big three bet at the pga do you like have one you're already like thinking about
1: cam young i think
2: that that's mine that's i mine. think it's, it's i think the it's,
1: answer's it's, i think the answer's cam young and hopefully still hanging uh, a 40
2: still hanging a 40
1: are they really because yeah because um because hopefully they'll put my boy uh and we'll talk about disappointments too. Hopefully, they'll put my boy Rory back in the double digits where he belongs yeah. after that fucking shit show. Uh, what a mental midget that guy is. We'll talk uh, about him a little bit too. But yeah, I, Cam Young would be my again. I've I'm one for one on my December predictions, so I like I feel like I have to just see if I can get everything right from December and stick yeah. with Rory at the PGA. But yeah, Cam Young would be probably my second pick right now. Well, how would you grade this Hoffman performance? I, you know, I thought it incredible. was funny. incredible, incredible. Yeah. But but hang on, the short game. Everyone was going gugu gaga over a short game fell apart on today. Thursday, and it the same shit ended up happening with him. It's not fixed, you know.
2: He did look. There was moments where Thursday, Friday, Saturday, he actually played uh, short game wise to my eyes, incredibly well. I think to your point he did fall apart a little today. I don't think he was as sound. Um but he hit a lot of shots where it, I was I was very impressed.
1: Um Honestly, it, he was neutral around the green for the tournament. He could probably win majors that way.
2: Yeah, I mean that that was he he was he was he was he was looking a lot better. His putter is like sneakily a lot better too. Like, I know, I know that doesn't make up for like, like he used to be a horrible putter and horrible around the green. He's now like a pretty good putter and horrible around the green. Um, but yeah, I, I was impressed with him for the most part. Uh, and he had to know,
1: play with Cantley today who can just, I can absolutely see himself out.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm so you know, fucking
1: done with that guy. I mean, between the, the no laying up interview where he gives these terrible fucking bifurcation takes and then he's, and then today he's fucking slow as molasses, holding up everybody. Um, yeah, Hovland can fucking six bogeys today when he actually entered this round as one of the th- four guys within five strokes. And his morning
2: his morning round was incredible this morning. Incredible. He, yeah, he had, he had five He bogeyed I think nine or no, he bogeyed ten I think, and then went. Or, or he either bogeyed ten or bogeyed eleven, and then went birdie, birdie, five birdies in a man like in amen corner, like through through the second par five. Um, and he and Hobson
1: had up. a little five. That, 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 yeah. that
2: was who I was. That's who I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he had a great Saturday and and finished at eight under, and he was three back. Right. I mean, everybody was saying. It, we got to stop crowning people like golf Twitter as a whole. We got to stop. We got to stop crowning, crowning. you know, Hovlin won on Thursday. Brooks won on Friday. Brooks still, I think won on Saturday and then yeah, Rom wins the tournament on Sunday. So
1: no, I, um, I listen. Ev- everyone told me Tom Kim was better than Hovlin when he won the show. <laughs> that is true. You put Tom the pull up. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I got to go to Easter dinner in a bit. So let's do a little, let's do a quick little or any closing th- or let's do real quick biggest disappointment is it rory yeah I jt's mean, the only other contender right
2: rory jt for me um because like i literally it's, it's this isn't a tournament disappointment a disappointment from me watching them thinking they were fine and then them withdrawing was was out tourist, so that was a big one for me That's i mean right. bryson bryson fucking lost like right like what's that guy doing he yeah he, soon he's like, not
1: even going to be a disappointment soon we're just going to start like thinking and looking at him differently
2: so I looked this up afterwards, just because I I just thought it was so funny. Since he made that quote about the 67, he hasn't broken his six. He hasn't broken his quote unquote par once. He shot 67 one time since he made that announcement. That quote was made in 2020 at the November mass, the November edition of the Masters. He's missed the cut. He's missed the cut three three years afterwards. He made the cut one of the years, and he only shot 67 one time. Like, just just tough look there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what's Min, going on with him. Min Woo, I thought was like legitimately going to have a better showing. Like, I, I know there was a lot of like DFS like hype and stuff like that. I I genuinely still think he's a good golfer. Like, I, yeah, I,
1: no, 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 I, no problems with Min Woo. I got a lot of enjoyment out of like a twenty percent Corey Connors oh, That was
2: awesome. That was awesome. That
1: was because awesome.
2: <laughs> awesome. he killed. He kills everybody every year at the Masters. And oh finally, my God! Finally, he destroys he, he, me. He, he, yeah, he missed. He missed it uh um, will it I, will it i thought was a sharp play no it wasn't
1: um katiyama for me was my mess yeah
2: yeah that's about it yeah i think you're right i think like rory you feel for the guy too right i mean he he put so he i think he, he i think oh this is the last thing i want to say masters because i i'm curious to get your perspective on it i think he overdid it i think he played 81 holes at augusta like two weeks leading up and he brought in a he brought in like a therapist or like a mental like a uh, coach, which like I, like I that's fine, like whatever. But dude, you 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 have won. You are a what? You've won multiple major championships, right? Like I don't think you 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 got to just do what got you there. And I, I get like changing it up to a certain extent, but like you finished second at the Masters last year. Why do anything different than what you did last year?
1: I would love to be a uh, fly on the wall in one of him and Bob Rotella's sessions. And I'm a big Rotella guy. I mean, I've read, I've read three of Bob Rotella's books. I think Bob Rotella is really a really, really smart dude. And I credit him a lot for helping me in my own golf game. I don't know what they, I don't know where Rory goes from here. I, I did kind of like half jokingly say like, Man, it does feel like the hype train is going to go off the rails at the Masters, and then he's going to take a lot of pressure off of himself at Oak Hill, which is, of course, from a skill set standpoint, not that Augusta isn't, but from a skill set standpoint, should be fucking perfect for his game. And I think he's really comfortable in that area of the country. He's won a ton in the Northeast. His wife is from Rochester. He's an honorary member at Oak Hill. He spent a lot of covid playing at Oak Hill, the new design of Oak Hill, where they cut down 500 trees and the placement of a lot of the bunkers. Like, I just think it's a really good spot for him. But to be honest with you, if he win, even if he wins Oak Hill, I still feel like half the people are going to be like, Jesus Christ, man, where the fuck was that a month ago, bro?
2: Yeah. yeah my, 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 my thought on him was he's literally winning. He's going to be the DFS nuts this week at RBC, and he's going to win because there's no fresh there's like, that would be the most Rory thing ever. Ever. If he won this tournament this week.
1: Oh my God, ever. Yeah. And then, uh, anything on JT might be an Uh, interesting play at the heritage.
2: Yeah. I don't know. He's just like, I I played him. I played him slightly this, this, this past week. He was one of like four guys that I played. And then Zal Torres who, who missed the cut. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, He's so good. He's got so much talent. He's clearly not playing well right now. I mean, but it's reminds me, you know, like your your boy C- Kobe last year, right? Speed's fucking no but speed was broken last year. And and Cantley, which is the funniest part. The nuts, the nuts at RBC last year. Oh yeah, Spieth. I played Cantley too. Well the nuts was Cam, Cam Young
1: and I didn't play Oh, Cam and young. Cam Young. And Kobe yeah.
2: played Kobe played Cam Young. But but uh Speed was b- broken, right? After the match, he missed the cut at the Masters guy, couldn't do a thing and he goes out and he wins RBC. Like These guys that are at that elite level, it's hard to predict when that happens, but they have the ability to do that. So it's like, if they're like one of your guys, you got to just stay on them. Right. And JT, I always say to you, like, I I love like the, like ownership is a huge part of VFS. I'm big on like where you're buying on the guys. You could be buying extremely low next week on, on Justin Thomas, right? He was 93 this week at the masters, a tournament that he's really like had good history at and it's going to be a very strong field next week. It's going to be, it's going to be hopefully tougher pricing from a DFS perspective than there was this week. And and maybe that takes a little bit of ownership away from him. So I don't know.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we have like five minutes. Give me, cause you've been going to this tournament and you have a place down at Hilton Head. So any big picture heritage takes before we get out. Of here. I did a podcast on it yesterday. And in my research, I was like, I just think this sets up perfectly for Morikawa. I don't know how, I, I'm sure he's popular in DraftKings. He played well yep. enough at the Masters, but that's probably like the first guy I'm looking at for an outright bet. But what are kind of some big picture thoughts on this tournament and maybe some players that you have an early lean towards?
2: Yeah. So overall, I'd say for me and uh, like, I'd be looking at guys who are going to, Total, total driving. I love, I can, I can, you know, here's a plug for Rick's new go, go hop on Rick's new custom model. He's got yes. total driving in there. This is a great week for that. I think, um, it, it, Cam Young is an example, right? Like a lot of people I think want to say it's a plotter's course. It is a plotter's course, but it, Cam Young last year, I, I actually like looked back at the shot tracker and watch how he played this course. He was he hitting driver. Hit he did no, not, not, not on every hole. So so he was taking his driver out of his hand. He was hitting three wood off the tee for a lot of the holes, and then he was playing his second shot in. wherever he yeah. was playing in, he's so long off the tee, it, it makes it like it it, it. it he can hit a three wood, he's dead center, and then he he plays. He's playing a you know, let's call it a seven iron, or no, he's playing let's call it a you know eight iron in while most other guys who are hitting driver playing like, you know, a six iron end. So yeah. he had, he has that advantage. Another one is, you know, your boy, Cam Davis has a good track record. He was a great driver T- of the T3 ball.
1: T3 last year, I believe, or he is yeah, a T3 a, at one point. Yeah.
2: There's some sticky course history here. I think it'll be, I think it'll matter less this week because of how good the field is. This isn't historically the greatest field. This will be the best field the RBC ever has ever seen. And, right. pro- and maybe ever will. And maybe ever will see. And I'm, I'm excited to see that because I think you'll appreciate this as well. Like you, you always say that there's these courses that add this, like they look to add distance to make it more difficult. Well, Hill and head Harbortown is 7,100 yards. And it's a course that can, if the wind blows, like can drive guys crazy. And it's not that big of a, it's not that long of a track. So I like it from that standpoint. It's like, it's, you know um, you can get, you can get about it in a lot of different ways, but, I will say if you don't, if you aren't a guy who's a good driver, you want them to be somebody who can get to the green or get up and down. Like Spieth last, Spieth is that like, I guess, opposite example. Although like I would say with Spieth, like if you're like, Oh, let me get a guy who scrambles all the time. Like, and, and like, that's his ML. like Spieth, like we were talking about before, I think he gained like 15 strokes ball striking last year. And then like he lost putty. And so that wasn't how he actually, he wasn't like a wizard. That wasn't how he did it. But yeah, I'd say the biggest things I'm looking for is kind of like you're driving putting the ball you know you know total driving and then um I think Rick on his on his site said approach was I mean just like every week for approach but approach very high very high correlation this very week. high
1: correlation this week yeah sure. a lot of one
2: fifty yeah. to one seventy five shots which I think is good for 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 Kawa, um honestly, but that's I have like a few guys in yellow highlighted that I can talk about that might like Explain the type of player I'm looking for, but like Justin Rose, JT, JT Poston has a very good track very record good around, track around record. here, and they're they're both guys who just live in the fairway. Corey Connors, another guy, literally hits it in the fairway. Hoagie, Hoagie, Neesmith Smith has good good course history here. A guy Spence, that I think, yeah, yeah. Spence, a guy that I think should be good at this course who hasn't played it before is your boy Tom Kim. I, for some reason, think Min Woo Lee will be good at this course because I think he hits the ball so fucking – I think it could be a similar to Cam Young's situation. He hits the ball so far and he's so good around the green that he can he can take driver out of his hand on a lot of holes here and just play, like, kind of shorter shots on the green than everybody else, so – Fitzpatrick has a great track record here. He he, you know, you'll hear the story that he came over from England to watch this tournament with his parents all the time when he was a kid. They'll that'll be a storyline. Take a shot every time they say that. And you'll I love that. Literally, be blacked out by the end of end of Thursday. Sungjae makes sense. Lowry's got. I like Sungjae.
1: I like yep. Sungjae. Yeah. That's Lowry's good got one.
2: really good course history here as well. Like really good. Low- so like I'm looking at Shane Lowry. He's got a three nine miscut three in his four starts here. So that's intriguing.
1: and he was good at the masters, right? Like he hit the ball pretty well. I haven't looked. At oh, the yeah, I think he strokes think he was, gained yet.
2: Where was he? Was he did he want to say he
1: finished top fifteen?
2: Did he double something and that was what uh, he was sixteen. so yeah, he's he fine. but he hit I hit the I ball think really those, well off the team. yeah the all, most part, yeah all those all those are kind of guys you want to look for. you want to look at guys who put the ball in play. And if they don't put the ball in play, make sure they can get up and down. I, I'd say the only other kind of plug I think worth noting is like and and they'll say this on the broadcast too. Like they have these like Coquina shells, which is like like a lot of times in replacement of the of the of the bunkers. So it's actually like like more penal in a sense that like it's it's it reminds me almost of southern hills, the the bunkers there that that were were like tougher to get spin on the ball and guys were complaining about. And there are some actual bunkers on the course, but like if you're missing to the sides off the tee, that's what you're playing off of is like this, this kind of crushed up shell um, that, that that is definitely a tougher shot to hit than uh, out of the bunker. So those would be the most kind of important things I'm going to, I'm going to look for. Uh, I'm I'm pumped. I'm going to, I think it's like a great week for uh, DFS too, because everybody just did the masters. And I think like there's a lot of kind of, Attention away from it, but it's a sick field this week. And there's actually a, there's a four four forty millionaire, which yeah. is surprising. And um, it's like
1: hang on for one more week, put a ton of effort into this week, and then you kind of get a week off next week with the Zurich.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So last year I tried to I did put so much money into the Zurich. I'm I'm just going to pretend like that's not a golf tournament next week. I, and I'm going to I'm going to allocate all of it towards this.
1: Yeah, I I object <laughs> to the Zurich on so many levels. I'll be doing like a, a podcast on i don't know something else but all right have some i
2: got a decent pairings actually with here i'm not no and
1: about. i'll do like i'll do my stuff for rick i i have to do yeah. it, but like in terms of this podcast i'm just gonna probably talk about something else all right i gotta go it's easter so i gotta run to dinner but kyle enjoy enjoy hilton head this week you got anything to plug before we get out of here
2: i will probably Popping up on some do... podcasts <laughs> i here and there here and there i'll probably actually do one. Uh... This week for for the heritage. I wanted to do one last week for the masters and, and there's just so much stuff out there. I also got home from Augusta. I'd had like seven beers. I was in the sun all day. And I didn't know if like what I was saying, people were going to comprehend or care about after hearing a hundred podcasts. So yeah, I'm going to try to do something. I normally do it Tuesday or Wednesday once I have some ownership and, and, uh, you know, chalk dirty to make huge following over there, uh, as I'm sure, as I'm sure you all know about, but no, no, give it a listen. Yeah. I try to break things down from a DFS perspective in a, in a, you know, interesting way and talk more about kind of the the board yeah. than necessarily. I, play,
1: honestly, so. you know, me, like I'll take that podcast over 99% of the golf podcasts that are out there. Like, <laughs> well, you know, I, that. you know, I just like at this point, like, I am just going to have the people that I think are good and smart over, I don't give a shit about anyone's follower count or anything like that. I'm I'm lucky where I'm in a position where I don't have to worry about that and bring on guests that I don't actually like talking to that have big followings just so more people can figure me out. But I think the podcast ends up being, I think more people like it. I mean, every time you come on, people are like, Kyle's fucking awesome. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, no shit. It's like, I'm going to have the people that I know actually can hang with me and are really smart. So I appreciate you coming on with me as always, my friend. And we'll do it again soon, buddy.
2: Appreciate you having me as always, my guy.
1: All right. That is it for the podcast. Special thanks to RickRankit.com. Special thanks to Kyle. And we will be back next week. It's Zurich Classic Week, which I will not be participating in. Uh, So we'll do something fun next week. Uh, Until then... Enjoy the heritage, happy Easter, and we will see you next time. Cheers. If I ventured in the slipstream Between the viaducts of your dream Where mobile steel runs crack And the dead center back road stop